this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, we are talking about minding your own business. We are in week two of Jesus Loves, Marriage and Family. And so what does that actually mean? That means self-care. That means self-accountability. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself, your personal needs, restoring yourself, reviving yourself, remembering what made you you before you got into a relationship. You might have forgot some of yourself. So, mind your own business. Get back to you. Today, when I say mind your own business, it's personal. This is about you. I am speaking to married people, those who want to be married, and those who are single. Before we get started, we'd like to give you the opportunity to partner with us, and that's by sowing a seed and then to this ministry so we can keep producing these podcasts, our YouTube videos, our Facebook Live, to continue to reach people who are looking to meet Jesus, change their life, and find their purpose. Now, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can text New Antioch, all one word, to 77977. Next, you can use Cash App. That's New A Aliante, two A's. And please use your government name so we can give you the proper credit. You can visit our website. That's newantioch-aliante.org. Follow the Donate tab and it'll take you safely and securely. You can mail it in. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, on to the episode. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're beautiful to me. Let me just say I'm glad to see y'all on this afternoon. As we mentioned, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And some people decided to stay home. And that's on them. They can stay home and enjoy their families. But I sure am grateful for a few people that'll say, I might watch the game later, but I'm going to church. I'm going to worship. I'm going to be with fellow believers. I'm going to church. And so when they sang that first song and I watched the band, y'all, I love to see them get into it. And I watched them and I thought, we're making the noise unto the Lord. They're going to cheer on the Chiefs and the 49ers, and I might too, just to see who's going to win. But this is my team right here. This is the home team right here. And we cheer and we praise our God. He is everlasting to everlasting. He is in all seasons, not only football seasons. He is the
Ain't nobody playing second because he's always the starter. We in the right place with the right team. There ain't no team that matches his team. They can say who they want. Who got the best offense? Who got the best defense? Who got the best special team? Who got the best kicking team? Let them say it. But we know who got the best team. Jesus on your team. You got the Holy Spirit on your team. You got the Lord of hosts on your team. You got the King of kings and the Lord of lords on your team. You got the great I am who is the team. Come on. I wish I had a papa. Bring me a black. Oh, Lord. Yeah. We got the coldest band in the city. I'm telling what they got over there. Woo. They gonna go out that stadium, y'all, and they gonna holler and they gonna cheer. I don't know if it's gonna reach heaven. Oh, but what we got and the praise that we offer in this place. today but as we were doing pre-service prayer I just wanted to bow before God and I want you to bring yourself present in this moment everybody just just come present to where we are right now because I just want you to 
briefly remember where you've been. A hard time, a struggle, a sickness, a death, a sadness, a divorce, trouble kids, whatever, whatever, whatever it might be. And we don't know what's coming. We know that storms move in and storms move out, just like they've been doing all week. But what I thought when we were right here in prayer, in this moment, I am well. I'm not, a, nobody's passed. I'm not rushing to the hospital. There's not a worry in the back of my mind about my children. In this moment, all is well. And so how dare me not pause and bow down and say thank you. I don't know what 2024 is going to bring. I have no idea. But all I know is that I have the very moment in which I stand. And so I don't want you to miss it. Don't miss it watching the clock. Don't miss it thinking uh, what you're going to eat and what you're going to do and where you're going to be at later. Right here, right now, in this moment, we have breath, we have health. And even if we are dealing with a sickness or an illness, we have the ability to be right here in the presence of God. God, don't let me miss a moment. Oh, God. We could be any other place doing any other thing in any other tragedy or worry. But right here, right now, today, I have breath. I have presence of mind to be in this place with fellow believers and worship. I don't ever want us to get into the place where we're moving so fast, so preoccupied, because y'all storms come in and they move out. And they would be asking, God, God, get rid of this. And he was like, but there was no storm. And you didn't recognize you were sitting in peace. There was no storm. And you didn't thank me that you wasn't in the hospital or sitting beside somebody's sick bed or over at the mortuary. You, you didn't say nothing, but when the storm comes, God get rid of this storm. And he said, but it was gone. And you didn't look up to say thank you. And so I just wanted to pause because all of us have been through some type of a storm or another. But when it's not, or when we don't know what we're facing. But I have the mind and the wherewithal to say, God, I thank you. Woo. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I know, I know some of y'all don't, don't think that deep. But if you've been through enough storms, you'll be like, Ooh, ain't nothing going on right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> ain't no storm happening right now. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God, ain't no opposition. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like I got a little bit of peace. Thank you, Jesus. Look at
and not worrying all night. Thank you, Jesus. And so I just wanted us to be present. It's the folk back here been through a few things. They're like, yes and yes and yes. And so I just wanted us to, to thank God. The other thing that I want to do, y'all, we're not going to be long. But I don't want to miss it. Is that I, I believe that there's someone in the room that needs something. They don't know how to ask God for it. Because they don't know what's wrong. I just feel a way. I just don't feel good. I'm just not happy. I've been this way for a long time. But I believe, because I was sitting over there and God said, pray. I believe that even though you didn't know to ask God for it, that is coming for you today. Peace. He's going to rectify a situation for you today. He's going to bring clarity. Somebody's mind is just, all I see is black smoke. You can't see out. You cannot see out. But God said, pray for them. Because they don't know what to pray for themselves. And so as intercessors, we, we, we stand in and we get in the middle. And so I'm asking the intercessors to pray with me right now. And you may not know that it's you because you just don't know. But you are feeling what I just described. And so know that God is mindful of you today. He's not overlooking you. We're going to get on with the message. But this moment, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. Wherever you are, this is for you. Intercessors, let's get on this wall and, and make a hedge around these people. Ooh, somebody's life changing right now. And so, Father God, we just say thank you. Thank you for being so mindful of your people. I thank you that darkness, fogginess, smoke, not being able to see, that's not too hard for you. I thank you that sadness and grief and depression and worry is not too hard for you. I thank you that you are the God who rescues. I thank you are the God who will stop this service right here and say, I need to speak to one of them. I need to speak to, to some of them. And so, God, I thank you for your voice that is reaching. I thank you for your hand that is touching a heart right now. I thank you that you are moving back fear in the name of Jesus. Sorrow you have to go uh, fear you have to move fear about tomorrow fear of what's going to happen fear if I'm going to live fear if I'm going to make it God said I did not give you that spirit of fear and so we cancel it in the fear of death we cancel it in the name of Jesus and God we thank you for power we thank you for love we thank you for a sound mind I thank you God said that you're saying there's no way you're going to come out. And God says that I am the God who brings you out. I am the God who has come after you. I do the miraculous. I am a miracle worker. I am the light of the world. 
out and there is no darkness that can stand up to me my God in the name of Jesus and so we thank you for your peace we thank you for those that you are apprehending on this afternoon we thank you for those that you have come for we thank you for the word of life we thank you that the heavy weight is lifting even right now God we thank you for a divine breaking we thank you for what's breaking off sickness is breaking off mental illness is breaking off suicidal ideation is breaking off sickness is breaking off heart disease is breaking off cancer is breaking off my god marital issues are breaking off oh god problems with our children are breaking off in the name of jesus that cannot show called nicaea not second, not my second, no show. Not say God, heal God, restore God. In the name of Jesus, reach your people, touch your people, speak to your people. In the name of Jesus. Ooh. And so, God, we just say thank you. In the name of Jesus, I just want to lay my hands on your heart if you would allow me. I don't want to offend you. And so I'm not going to ask you to come over here. worship you Lord let's stand all over the place I feel the spirit of God resting in the room if that's you it's, it's you too if you say Pastor Sharonda it's me too get those hands up because I want you to know that it is your faith that is going to make you well it's your reach that's going to make you well it's your press I see you but more than that God sees you he sees you saying it's me it's me in this fight. It's me in this battle. Holy Spirit, fresh breath across this room. Holy Spirit, release healing. This is for the believers. He said, it's your faith, even the faith of a mustard seed. And so I got, a, I got enough faith left, God, 
because I need you to change this. I need you to fix this. I need you to turn this. I need you to touch this. I need you to heal this. I need you to make this new. In me, God, what's impossible for man is possible with God. And so, God, we thank you. Oh, God, and we bless you. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Oh, there's such a sweet spirit that has rested in the room on today for God's people. Just say it's me, God. Now I'm trying to move on. Just say it's me, God. you're praying with us. You all know there's more serious things going on than a football game. People's lives is serious. Jesus, 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, let's praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He gets to do whatever he wants in the place. Heal and move. I just feel like he's just going to keep on moving all throughout the service. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to going to move into this but he wanted you to know that I, I see you, Thank you. that we are just not oh God I keep coming and nobody's seeing me, God says I see you and I know, we may not know, but he knows alright let's read First Thessalonians 4 9 and let's read it all together and we're going to push on through this Thank you, Jesus, for your love, because we got a message on today. Thank you for loving on us first, Jesus. Thank you. Let's read that together. Now about your love for one another. We do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you. Y'all, that's in the Bible. Mind your own business. And then 12 says, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. As you go to your seat, tell somebody around you, mind your own business. Ooh, mind your own business. Today's message is the second one in our marriage and family series. Um, that we are doing for the month of February. We are in a year of binging Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And this month is our Jesus Loves Month. Um, last Sunday in this marriage and family series that we're going to be doing all of February, we talked about the house that marriage built. Boy, we discussed different types of foundations and found out what would cause foundation failure. The best news, though, that we found out last week is that you don't have to demolish a house to rebuild or fix the foundation. Thank you, Jesus. It was good for us, y'all. I've been receiving text and phone calls all week about last week's message. But if you didn't know, this week's message is mind your own business. Usually when we hear this, it means we have stuck our noses in someone else's affairs. And it was something that they did not want us in. Therefore, they usually issue a strong and annoyed, a stern, mind your own business. Insert eye roll. <laughs> After you say it. Today, when I say, mind your own business, it's personal. This is about you. I am speaking to married people, those who want to be married, 
and those who are single. And I pray today, y'all been praying for y'all. I pray today that you see yourself, your spouse, or your potential spouse in a new God-given light that brings understanding, clarity, and change. I'm praying for you today. Whether you are married or not, you still have a responsibility to self. Your joy, your happiness, your discipline, your obedience, your health, your relationship with God, your healing, your call, your purpose, your destiny, they are all your responsibility, even if you're married. Your spouse should be a support and encouragement, wise counsel, but you have to mind your own business. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God created two distinct, unique individuals. Yes, he put them together. Yet they still have their own mind and their own purpose and their own function. For some reason. For some reason, somewhere along the way, when we're married, as we grow up, as we're in family and friendships and on our job, we forget about our individuality. Especially when we get married and have children. Somewhere, we get lost in the shuffle. Somehow, our dreams and wishes, our likes and desires, our identity and our individuality, it, get, it, it goes somewhere. When you came into the relationship, you had it. That's what drew you together. That's what you liked about him. That's what you, you liked about her. But often, we're left, we look up years later, we look up and we say, where am I? And where are my things? Somebody say, mind your own business. I know there is a sacrifice in any committed relationship, whether it's marriage, entrepreneurship, your workplace, friendship, family. There are things that we have to put on hold when we enter into a committed relationship things that we have to adjust and some things that we just have to give up for the sake of our commitment. But when we do that, it should be something that we're aware of. You know where that stuff went. You know where you put it. It should be something that we considered, that you considered. It should be something that we decided and that we, we talked about. Those things that we have to put away but then we look up years later and we say, well, well, what happened to me? When we don't consider it, when we don't talk about it, when we haven't decided years later, what happened to my stuff? Where's my personality? Where's my smile? What happened to my style? My laughter, my gifts, what happened to them? Psalm 139, 13, 14 says, 
For you created my inmost being, God. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Did you know that God made you wonderfully well? You were made wonderfully well. Author Sandra Dalton Smith says, don't expect others to give you permission to take care of yourself. One more time. Don't expect others, any other, anybody. We're going to talk about the others next week. Don't expect others to give you permission to take care of yourself. Don't put that undue weight on your spouse to do it all for you. I know your spouse gives good, great advice and and they make you laugh, and, and that's your friend, and I understand that your kids are great, and, and that they got a lot going on. I know your life is busy and demanding of an entrepreneur as a, a profession, a professional, or whatever you may be, but you still have a responsibility to mind your own business. Stop waiting for them to make you whole. Stop waiting for them to fulfill your life. When you come into one another's life, come whole. Don't come jagged. Don't come in pieces. And then don't make it your business. When you come whole to remain that way, you have to mind your own business. Will life happen? Yes. Yes. Will we be up and down and all around in life? Yes. But every now and then, you have to find yourself in the middle of it and ask yourself, self, are you okay? Self, where are you? Self, how do you feel? Self, what happened to your stuff? Your personality, your smile, your likes, your desires. Sometimes we have to do an introspection. I often ask women that I talk to, what do you like that only matters to you? Not about the husband, not about your children, not about your job, not about mama them. What do you like? And often they cannot answer because everything has become about the husband and the kids and I got to go to work and it's a demand on everything and we have no idea who we are anymore. But you have to mind your own business. What makes you smile? What brings you joy? What's your thing? What's your thing? That, that's my thing. Y'all can't tell you how excited I was today. My brother called. Actually, my grandson told me. He went and got his hair cut today. And my brother cuts his hair. And he came back and said, Grant, he going to the football game. My brother's going to the game today. He was giving tickets by a Raiders player. 
Y'all would have thought I was going to the game this morning. I was screaming. I called him. I can't believe you that that time. I'm excited. What makes you smile? I'm not even going. But I'm excited. What makes you excited? Is there anything that you could say, that's my thing? I'm, a, I'm happy for him. I can't wait to talk to him after the game. I'm, I'm, I'm running around the house like, me. I'm going to be screaming at the TV. But what's your smile? What makes you happy? We get lost in what he likes. Because if I ask you what your spouse likes, you know what they like. You know what they like to do. But when it comes to you, where is your stuff? What else is there? There is more for you. I'm going to give us a few ways to mind your own business. But first, I want to address something. And I'm glad that Keith is at the door. He might have to open the door and let me fly out of here. I don't want nobody to chase me. I'm going to get this door over. Chris got me on this side. I want to give us a few things. But I want to say this first to you married people. Your spouse can't find their things because you have them. They cannot find their personality, their desires, their likes, their style because you have them, spouse. Some of the things that attracted you to them, their, their independence, what, what they look like, their talent, their gifts, you took it. Whatever they had, I knew it, y'all opened the door. Whatever they had, it wasn't harming anything. It didn't hurt the relationship. But because you are insecure, controlling, unhappy, and had nothing to do, you took their stuff. You have it. You decided what a husband and what a wife should be and do. So you took it. I'm not talking about the things that had to go. There are things that are single people, we can't take into marriage. Some of that stuff, you know that stuff had to go. You could not keep those things. I'm not talking about those things. I'm not talking about things that were not healthy to your marriage. But some of the other things you took because of your own issue. And so you demanded. She had makeup on when you met her. But now she's your wife, and I don't want my wife to wear makeup. And I don't want my wife to wear weave in her hair. I don't want my wife going to the gym. That was her stuff. I don't want you working that job. I don't want you talking to them. I don't like your friends. And so you took their stuff. You didn't like his friends. You didn't like the way he dressed. You didn't like that, and so you took it. You didn't like his ambition. You didn't like what he was going after. You told him it was foolish for a person his age, and so you took it. 
Some of their stuff is gone, spouses. And you got it. You got their stuff. And then you wonder where the smile went. Did you ever look at your spouse and say, man, they don't smile no more. They don't laugh no more. It's only me and the children anymore. And that's because you have their stuff. But you're controlling, insecure, jealous, unhealed self. Instead of you taking their stuff, and this is men and women, you need to mind your own business. You need to mind your own business. Take care of your things. But you have took what made them alive. And so now you got a shell of a person. Now you got a person that don't know who they are. Now you got a robot that's just doing what you said, spouse. Give them their stuff. Ask your spouse. It's time for a serious conversation. Ask your spouse, what are you missing? Do I have it? I've seen it over and over. Your spouse, you got it. Have a talk about it. And give them back their stuff. You want them to look like you. You want them to be the way you thought it should be. But here's a fun fact, spouse. Your spouse was molded in the image of God and not yours. Guess what you don't get to do? You don't get to put no bodies on the potter wheel and say what you're going to do. Yeah, we do change for our spouses. We do. But there's a difference when you control everything. When you take everything and it has to be your way or the highway because I'm the man in here. Or I'm the woman in here. Give them back their stuff. Give them back and see if they won't smile again. Be alive again. See if they won't. Because guess what? They were living before they met you. They were. And you might make them better. I, I feel like we make them better. They, they, we should make each other better. But I tell y'all, sometimes I get on my husband's nerves. Lamia, I'm a backseat. Thank, thank you, Chris. I'm a backseat and a front seat driver. When I am driving with him. Oh, oh wait, did you see that? Are you going to stop? Why you ain't turn that way? The entire time. I'm breaking in my seat. I'm, I'm holding on. I, ooh, ooh. Oh, God, I got so many things going on. <laughs> Dr. O say that's his wife, too. I got so many things going on in my seat. Ooh. One day he told me, he just stopped the car. He said, I'm going to put you in the back seat. And I'm like, oh, my nerves just bad. You are my husband drive for a living. He drive every single day. Believe it or not, he makes it when I'm not in the car. 
He know where to turn. He know when to stop. He don't run over nobody when I'm not in the car. Believe it or not, your spouse still has a brain, still has a mind, can still think. Single people, I hope you're picking this up. You're in a better space than we are. Keep your stuff. <laughs> Don't let them have your stuff. But I wanted to give us a few examples of how to mind your own business areas. The first thing is mind your own health. Stop asking your spouse, babe, do I look fat in this? He can't answer. He cannot answer. Stop asking him that. And go ahead and take care of your health. Go ahead and don't be fat in the clothes. If you got a question, it, it might be. So stop asking him, y'all. It's not fair. But you take the responsibility of taking care of your own health. Mind your own health. You eat well. That is your job to eat well. It's not your spouse's job. Stop saying, well, we went to and he wanted to eat. Let him eat that. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Y'all not Tina Turner and Ike. Where your husband is making you eat what he eat. You don't have, you got to mind your own business. And if you want to mind your own health, make him what he want. But you make that salad on the side for you. You pick up the fruit for you. But it's our responsibility. Stop saying what he did and, and what she did and she won't cook. And so I keep eating over here, and he wants that, and so I keep doing that. You have to mind your own health. You get up and go for a walk. I don't know one spouse, y'all tell me if it's your spouse, just look straight, I know it's you, that tells you you cannot work out. You cannot go for a walk. You cannot exercise. I want no woman of mine, no man of mine exercise. That's not, ain't nobody holding you back from that. No one. You have to mind your own health. What can you do? And so eat well. Take a walk. Get the physical. Go to the doctor. Stop putting the blame. I'm so busy, I just can't get there. You better mind your own business. My mother-in-law always says, you mind your business or your business will mind you. It'll handle you. And we find that when we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait. The other thing, and we, we went over these, y'all, all last year. Those are your own business. For you to be physically fit, that's your business. Emotionally sound, that's your business. Mentally stable. That is your business. Stop saying they making me crazy. What are you going to do about it? Stop letting the current carry you off in your life. You all, we have to mind our own health. The other thing that you do, you have to mind your own personal growth. 
Mind your own. This is for married people, single people. This is for everybody. Mind your own personal growth. Are you growing? In which area are you growing? I'm getting better and better. Which area is it in your life? Because that's your own business. We are not here just to stay in the same place. There's still time for us to work. There's still time for us to grow. Still time for us to learn. How are you managing your own personal growth? When was the last time you read a book? And I'm not talking about those fantasy novels. I'm talking about something that's going to pour into you. Something that's going to, to give you something. When is the last time you did that? What are your interests that's helping you grow? Your hobbies? What, what do you do that lends itself to you growing? That's your own business. Single people, keep growing. Always. No matter how old you are, no matter what you're doing, everybody who's seriously dating, and those of you in the room that are married, don't let your life be stifled. You're not learning anything. Where can you get it? We're responsible for our own growth. Are you putting off the old man and putting on the new self? Stop saying. And, and, and I don't diminish it. But that happened to me in childhood. What are we going to do about it? Let's fix it. Let's work on it. Stop telling your spouse you got to deal with me like this because this is what happened. Let's get better. Where is your personal growth? Where's the healing coming from? Where's the effort? It's on you to mind your own business. Take a class. We have Kingdom Academy coming up right now. Read a book. Get a devotional. Need a devotional? <laughs> Dr. Parson has written a devotional. It is called the Enoch Experience. It is simply about walking with God. If you would like to get that book today for $20, you could see Dr. Parson right after church. Now back to your program. <laughs> your personal growth. It says the growth can lead to increased self-awareness, confidence, personal fulfillment. Furthermore, engaging in individual pursuits can provide valuable insights and perspective that can be shared with your partner. Partners, we're just not trying to move out beyond you. We're just trying to live. We're just trying to become, but we want to share it with you. We're coming back to share. We want to talk about it. We want to tell you what we learned and, and what, uh, what we did and what happened over there when I was at my, my knitting class and what happened when I went to work out. Don't take my stuff. I want to share it with you. But let me live. It also says this personal growth, it creates more balance and equal partnership. 
where both individuals feel secure and supported in their personal pursuits. You're not their only pursuit. You're not the only thing that your spouse wants to do. You're not. Stop trying to be God and let them have some room. The other thing that I want you to mind is mind your own happiness. Mind your own happiness. I pull this up, and this is a psychologist that I quote this from. It says, relying on oneself for personal happiness and, fulfill, uh, and fulfillment. Rely on yourself rather than depending solely on one's partner. Some people aren't, he ain't making me happy. She ain't making me happy. That's why I'm over here. That's why I'm over there. Guess what? Make your own self happy. And not by doing something outside of your relationship and outside of your marriage. Who said it was their job to make you happy when you're miserable as all get out anyway? It's not them. It's you. You got to mind your own business. Why can't you be happy? But then you keep putting that pressure on your spouse. It's unfair pressure. Yes, you all should have a good time. Yes, have fun when y'all together. But if you're having a bad day and then you go in there to try to be with your spouse and they still reading the newspaper, now you got an attitude because they didn't make you happy. They didn't give you the attention that you wanted. You ain't been happy for years. And you want your spouse to make you happy today. You got to mind your own business. Get to the root of why you are not having any happiness or, or any joy. It is for you to determine. Again, take note of what makes you happy. Some of us, you don't even know when you're happy. You have no idea. Take note of what makes you happy. I'm enjoying myself right now. This is what I am I'm doing. Uh, um, and you have to know for yourself. Just uh, um, last week, I was able to go, and my husband is just the best. Um, I was able to go over to Lake Las Vegas last week. And you have to know what makes you happy. And so I sent back a picture. I think it's the next slide, is it, Sean? I took a picture. And this was me looking over the lake at Lake Las Vegas, y'all. I was walking by myself. And I was just smiling. You would, and the weather was beautiful. That was before all of the rain came in. And I was happy. Well, nobody out there but me and God. And then one more, Sean. I sat in this little cafe here. That's Miss, hey, come on, y'all, come on. <laughs> I sat in, in Miss Coco's and had an expensive cup of coffee. And I almost started fussing, like, I ain't paying for that coffee. But I was having a moment. And I have wasted $16, y'all, on other stuff that was just. But I was in a happy moment. And I sat and I enjoyed the moment. What makes you happy? What makes you happy? I walked over there um, and was just there. And I need us to search out on purpose. Mind your own business and figure out what makes you happy. And stop saying somebody else has to do it. Because y'all know what? Sometimes nobody does. Even when you marry. 
even when you're in a family, even when you have friends. They don't know what you need. You know. Nobody can take better care of you than yourself. I don't care what you say. No one can take better care of you than yourself. Why? Because you know what you're feeling and you know what you need. Everybody else got to be a mind reader and an expression reader and an attitude reader. But you know. And so mind your own happiness. Remember what you did. Do it again. When I was roller skating, I was happy. Go buy a pair of skates. When I watch these movies, write movies. Watch the movies. Now, come on now. <laughs> Do it again. When I'm with that group of people, I feel comfortable. Go sit with them. Have a conversation. Find out what it is. But mind your own business and stop laying it off on somebody else. And the last one is mind your own relationship with God. Mind your own relationship with God. We talked about that last year. Be spiritually excellent. It is your business to know and love. It's your business to know and love God. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses for not coming closer. Stop saying, well, he don't want to come to church. Stop saying he don't want to watch uh, whoever you watch on TV. Stop saying he don't want to listen to my gospel music. It is your own business for you to have a relationship with God. No more excuses. Well, the church made me mad. Excuse. That is an excuse. I had work excuse. You know why that's an excuse? We got community groups that beat every night of the week over here at the church. Community groups. Community groups are small groups that meet around the city. And we engage in Bible study, fellowship, and breaking bread. If you would like to join a community group and deepen your relationship with God, you can see Tiffany Washington after church out in the foyer. There she is there. And she'll sign you up. Back to our program. It is your responsibility. Your relationship with God. Stop saying I can't get my spouse to do it. You probably can't. That sometimes that is the situation. That's a real situation. My spouse doesn't want to do it. Then you do it. Do you know that the saved person covers their household? You get in there for yourself. Romans 14, 12 says this. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. God is going to ask you about your business. What is it that you have been doing? Did you go to church? Did you read your Bible? Are you seeking for me? Don't get up there and say, well, my husband was tripping or my wife didn't want to go. And he's going to say, that's their business. What about your business? You all, we have to come in and do what's right so that we can come into the relationship whole. It is not anyone else's responsibility 
Our scripture says as we start in Thessalonians, he said, I don't have to teach you about loving one another because God has taught you to do that. And most of us, we on the road. But that love of self, that responsibility of self, we believe that marriage means giving up everything that I am. It does not. I absolutely love my husband. We have figured that part out. He allows me to become whatever, whoever God is saying. Sometimes, you know, we like your kids. Okay, I'm going to do soccer, then I'm going to do violin, and I'm going to be on the swim team. And he's that person that says, what you need? What you need for swim? <laughs> what you need for violin? He's that person. And I try to be that for him, too, so that we allow one another to live. He understands that I'm not only his wife and not only the mother of his children, but I'm an individual, too, with likes and with desires. Married people, give your person space to become. And guess what? We're still becoming. We're not done yet. Neither is he. But you have to get yourself down and out of the way so y'all can be whole together. He created them male and female. And then he put them together. Guess what, y'all? We're still male and female. We still are individuals in this. And when you are better, we are better. When the individual is better, then the we of you is better. It makes you not just one or the other, both of you all are better. And so this is a challenge for us. But I'm praying for us, for you to mind your own health. Mind your own personal growth. Mind your own happiness. Mind your own relationship with God. If you can get that relationship with God right, it'll cover the rest of it. It'll cover the rest of it. And so we're going to pray. Thank you. I know that's a, that's a lot. But I want us to stand all over the place because I do want to pray. And I want to pray for those who says, I lost my stuff. Like I got to get back to myself. I got to get back to what makes me alive. Um, we're not blaming anybody, and, and this is true of everybody because some of you that's not in relationship, you lost yourself somewhere along the way. And so we just want to pray for you that you're able to come back, that those things are, are refound, the things that are supposed to come back. I want to pray for you. If you're brave enough to say, you know what? I need myself back. This message was woe for me. Because I even had to ask, is there a way? Is there a space? That some of your things are missing? I went through a hard relationship, not my husband, y'all. And one of my co-workers, I thought I was hiding it really good. And one of my co-workers, and she was a young girl, she came up to me and she said, what happened to your smile, Miss Sharonda? I didn't realize my smile was gone. Then you can't have that life he prescribed. And so you have to 
invite him into your life. It really is a simple prayer that you say with your mouth, but you mean it with your heart. It's your heart that connects with his. And so if you're in this place and you said, you know what? I got to get my stuff back and my life. I want to be better. I want my marriage to be better, my family. I just want to mind my own business today. And I'm going to say this prayer because I need to. And so everybody, let's say this prayer all together. And if that's you and you know you need to say it, you make sure you say it with your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I need you. I've messed up, God. I made some mistakes. But on today, I invite you, Lord, into my business, into my life. Thank you, Lord. I invite you in to be my Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thank you, God. If that's you, just raise your hand in the place. If you said that for the first time, I just want to see you, who you are. We just have a book um, for you. If you said, I said that prayer, or if you said it before, but knew you needed to say it again today to rededicate yourself. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're not going to make you come up here. We just want to seal it with a prayer. Amen. Everybody is good. All right. That is all that I have for today. Um, Pastor Parson is coming as I go to my seat. I don't see her. Is, uh, is Miss Regina still here or did she leave? I see you back there. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I didn't want to miss your birthday. Amen. What a wonderful word today. And always, Pastor Sharonda Mana Foster. Amen. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Amen. Uh, that is our service for today. Go and chew on that. Singles will have our conversation uh, about where we were today. Come on back next week. Invite couples back. Invite families back. Next week we'll be talking about the others. There's some others um, outside of our uh, marriage and family. Again, I don't know which way she's going with that, but I can't wait to hear it. I'll be here to hear that on next week so continue to invite people to come if you're listening by live stream it's just better in the house we can minister better to you in the house come on to the house bring your your spouse your girlfriend your boyfriend uh you're serious if you're single and you're serious about this lifestyle of marriage and family uh come on and let's learn what the word of god has to say about it so we'll be here again next week for this series Next week also, we're going to go red. We go red for Heart Health Month. Um, we do breast cancer awareness. We go pink and we go red for Heart Health Month and we do some stuff for Mental Health Month. We're reaching out to the community, connect you where you are. And so we'll talk about it a little bit more next week, but um, do something this month 
to make your heart healthier. At least you can say uh, that I won't just do nothing. You may not know everything to do. I can tell you some stuff to do, but just make up in your mind, I'm not going to just do nothing about my health. Uh, heart disease is going to take out most people. Uh, more people with heart disease than all of the other stuff. And so we want to do things there. It's preventable. I got some nurses in the room. It's the biggest killer, and it has the probably the most stuff you can do to prevent it. You don't have to go out like that. And so just making one change, we're going to make one change. Uh, but don't just do nothing about your health. The word has already come today. You're responsible for your own health. Because when you're in that box, you're going to be in that box by yourself. It's, it's meaningful to me because I had a heart attack in my early, early 20s. I've had heart surgery. I've had bypass. Thank God I could do the single bypass. It wasn't open heart surgery. But you know what? When I woke up, I woke up in that ICU by myself until my family could come in. It, but they weren't feeling that pain I was feeling. I was feeling that pain by myself. So you take care of your own health. Mind your business. Take care of it. Uh, and so we might, I'll say I'll share a little bit more next week, but we're going red next week just to remind you, make one change, just one. Can you make one? But please don't just do nothing for your health. The Kingdom Academy starts on this week. The classes are Dealing with God's People, God's Way. That's going to be on Tuesday nights. Effective Communication will be on Monday night. Uh, New Testament Gospels and Acts will be on Wednesday night. Old Testament Survey of Poetry and Prophecy will be on Tuesday night. And Leadership, Intro to Leadership will be on Thursday night. All of them are going to be online this time around. And so no reason for you not to be there. They'll be right outside. Uh, so you can sign up for uh, Kingdom Academy. That is our training academy. Uh, you can get a certificate in ministry, a certificate in servant leadership. Uh, six weeks, uh, $60 for the six weeks because you're getting credits toward uh, a certificate for that. That is our training arm. Tonight, we will start at 7 p.m., Ministers in Training. I am a football fanatic as well. I love football. However, I refuse to cancel church for a football game, even if it's the Super Bowl. Uh, so we are going to have, but I will give you an extra hour tonight. We should know who's going to win by then. Uh, so uh, no training tonight, but at 7 p.m. we will have um, ministers in training here tonight at our church, at our campus, at Aliante campus tonight at 7 p.m. So minister, those who want to hang out, some of y'all could care less about football anyway, uh, but just hang out just for some good preaching tonight. We will see you tonight at 7 p.m., not 6, we'll come at 7 Growth Track, if you want to join our church, there's a welcome table right outside. Uh, let them know that you read, that you know this is where you're supposed to be. New members class starts next Sunday. Next Sunday, you'll spend some time with me and Pastor Sharonda for our new members class. It's going to be um, a Zoom class. Where's Liz? Zoom class at 6 p.m. next Sunday. All you have to do is sign up, and we'll make sure 
that you get that information, at least come to the first one. If you're not sure you want to join our church, come to the first one, and then you'll see what our church is all about, uh, and then make a decision. But that will be next Sunday at 6 p.m. Amen. I believe if you can run, if you have not given, if you came in after the offering, we do want you to be able to sow into uh, the kingdom. And so you can give after church if you want to give by debit card. Uh, see uh, Sister Mo to, our, to my right. If you want to give, if you need an offering envelope, raise your hands and they will bring you one. If um, you want to give in cash on the way out, you can do that. Or text New Antioch at 77977 or you can cash at New A Aliante. Make sure you put both A's in there. Um, cash uh, dollar sign New A Aliante. And please, please give. Those of you that are online, we, if we're ministering to you, so into our ministry. We, have, we do great things for the Lord. We had a wonderful ministry week this, this weekend. Sunrise Christian Fellowship uh, gave away uh, coats. Uh, there are people who have said that morning, we pray. I prayed and told God this morning I needed a coat. Uh, and, and here you guys are. Um, we uh, think we got about five or so just ones. Um, then we took that and we had a community meet and greet at the central campus. And one of the people we met yesterday came and got saved and joined church today. Um, and so we had, we, we just, we did good ministry this weekend. And I appreciate Aliante because even though it wasn't our community events, Aliante showed up at both uh, uh, events. There were people from all three churches at both events, and people got saved, people were blessed, people got coached, people got re uh, connected to resources. It was a good ministry weekend. That's what we are in these communities for. So thank you. Thank all of you that. Uh, did participate, gave a coat, whatever you did to make that successful. We appreciate it. Amen. Amen. We're going to uh, have Pastor Darian dismiss us. He wants to address us uh, briefly and go ahead and dismiss us. We'll see you all next week. If we don't see you in class this week, we will see you all next week for our installment number three in Jesus Loves Marriage and Family. Amen. Amen. I just want to say to my church family and everyone here at Aliante, just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for um, all of your words, your text messages, your Facebook posts, um, your contributions, your sacrifice regarding the passing of my father. Um, and so I just wanted to just take a moment to appreciate you all at the repast, at the services, the sanctuary attendants, the serving leaders, the pastors, the ministers, and everyone here, um, you just don't know how much that means, just your prayers and your condolences and your text. So I just wanted to just take this moment to just thank you, thank you. I just love my New Antioch Aliante family. You guys are absolutely the best. You all are amazing and so supportive so thank you so much amen with that we're going to stand and be dismissed heavenly father we thank you for the word on today god and we pray god that this word is still convicting us to mind our own business god and we pray that as we leave here and go to our perspective places lord 
that you will continue to minister to your people, continue to speak to your people, God. And we pray their safety as they leave here and that no hurt, harm, or danger will come to anyone at any point, at any time. But God, you will take your people safely to their homes, Lord. Now cover your people, God, and keep your people and bless them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. If you're looking for a church, we have three campuses conveniently located across the valley. We have our central campus. That's 2909 West Washington. Service time is at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Next, we have our Aliante campus. That's 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Service time is at 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. Then we have our Sunrise Christian Fellowship. Their service is at Saturday at 6 p.m. at 4344 West Cheyenne. So we look forward to seeing you. Come on in, meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. We promise you, your life will never be the same once you step foot in any of our new Antioch Christian Fellowship campuses.